Hey guys, welcome back to the F1 Girls. I'm Amy. And I'm Rihanna. And today we're going to be talking a, about the Spanish Grand Prix. So what were your predictions for this weekend, Rihanna? Hmm. Um, I want to say it was a tricky one, but it wasn't really. Um, well, I know that Mercedes have done very well. Like stereotypically, they do very well at the circuit. And obviously that's reflected in who's won. <laughs> since 2017 I think it's been Hamilton every time so I was pretty sure Hamilton was gonna pull and win um I was hope well I I my prediction was it was going to be Hamilton Bottas Verstappen which is I guess is kind of close to what actually happened but yeah I would have I would have thought Bottas since I'd say um the car's more suited to the circuit I would have thought he would have um done a bit better yeah, definitely. This track, like you say, is definitely like a Mercedes track through and through. And um, so it was it was kind of obvious that that's the way it was going to go. It would have to there would have to have been something pretty dramatic for it to not have gone Mercedes way this weekend. But yeah, um, it would have been nice to see some of the midfield a bit further up. But, you know, what can you do? <laughs> So let's talk about the qualifying. Yeah, I was, especially, yeah, Q1, um, I was very surprised to see how close all the times were. There, a lot of people were in 0, 0.0 of each other, so, um, or even 0, 0. So, yeah, that that was interesting to see that, although the midfield is, there, you, there's obviously a, there's a clear difference between the performance of the cars, but on the whole, it is actually quite tight this year, and Q1 definitely reflected that with those times. But I think the star of Q1 was Norris getting his his P1, um, even despite Mazepin getting in the way a little bit. Don't even talk to me about that, kid. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, Norris did so well in um, Q1 to see him get that good, that such a good time at the end there and to get P1 was um, pretty good. So... Yeah, he did. He did all right, considering the first lap that he did, Maspin got in the way. And let's just talk about that penalty that he got. <laughs> Three-place penalty from P20 to P20. Yeah, absolute huge impact on his, his start there. <laughs> <laughs> so, an unfortunate thing that happened in Q1, though, was um, Sonoda um, basically out within the first sort of couple of minutes. Yeah, that was um yeah disappointing to see because um the Alfaris were looking have been looking quite quick this season and I think Gasly up until this point has been getting into Q3 every time so that shows how how much uh, um Alfaris can do um so yeah it was unfortunate but yeah his reaction though was a little worrying <laughs> to say the least yeah he was very controversial in his post post qualifying interview and I think for somebody in his rookie year he just can't be going around saying stuff like that about his about his own team like that's just gonna it's it's not gonna be good for team morale really and it's not gonna be good for him within the team yeah and I, I kind of like this thing about him is that he he speaks the truth and he he's a bit outspoken and that's so it's always nice to have someone who says how it is but I think yeah that was borderline on to disrespectful and obviously it's um not looking it's not being very nice about what the whole teams work and obviously they work so so hard so yeah and he did apologize for it on twitter um afterwards and and that but yeah still not the kind of image you want to be setting for yourself for future seasons 
yeah it's there's a time and place and that just wasn't the right time and place like live international television was not the time and place to be um saying all that stuff so yeah but I think it's good that he apologized but he just he shouldn't have said it in the first place yeah um so moving on to to q3 because to be honest nothing immensely exciting happened in q2 um fortunately yeah Perry's span and I know as we've seen a couple of times before in the last few races he occasionally does spin but yeah it wasn't good for him to see him spin and it's not sort of usual for him and hopefully he doesn't make a habit of this but yeah yeah it's strange because obviously that not only affected his qualifying place because I think he got um he started p8 um but I think the most worrying thing in qualifying is when someone spins it can affect so many other people and yeah I, I, I can't remember who it affected I have a feeling it might have affected Alonso a bit I can't remember but I well it did affect Hamilton but he still managed to put in a blind of a lap so that's extremely impressive and I guess that's why he won his 100th pole um yeah I was gonna say we can't talk about qualifying without talking about Hamilton getting his 100th pole like that's an an absolutely incredible achievement and even as someone who's not really like the the biggest fan of him and like it's not that I don't support him it's um but it's more like I I'm, I'm just not the biggest fan of his and but I can still see like how incredibly hardworking and how much of a good driver he is to get that get that achievement. Yeah, exactly. Credit where credit's due. And what I always find interesting is that he he keeps his pole to win ratio quite tight. So obviously he's won his hundredth race, um, and now he's got his hundredth pole. And if you if you look at um his closer runner-up, uh, Schumacher, he obviously got 90-something wins, but he only had, I think, 60-something-ish uh, actual polls. So the fact that he's able to keep them so tight as well is also extremely impressive. Yeah, definitely. Like we say, he he's an impressive driver and credit where credit's due. He knows what he's doing. Like I was watching, they did like a thing on him just before the race and he just watching watching him talk about the racing and things shows how passionate he is about it and yeah so congrats <laughs> congrats <laughs> like he's like he's going to be listening to this but congratulations Hamilton oh <laughs> uh, but looking at looking at the overall um starting positions I think what I'm most relieved about is Ricardo putting in a, a solid start we're getting a little bit worried about him um, but yeah, he, he showed to us in qualifying that, you know, he's still getting used to the car and hopefully we will see him solidly in Q3 and hopefully getting inching towards the start of the grid. <laughs> yeah, we've said in literally every episode for this season, like Ricardo is just, he just isn't there with the car. And I think he is starting to get to grips with the car and it's, he, you can just see him coming back to almost like coming back to life <laughs> um which is incredible obviously Norris after his pretty good Q1 didn't have the best of um Q3s and ended up in P9 so yeah I suppose I, I feel like after his his brilliant performances up until this point I'm we can let him off on P9 <laughs> Yeah, I would have thought he would have been a little bit higher. But I suppose Ocon also, this is the second week now that he's 
been up into Q3 quite well and obviously you started P5. So I'm not sure if Alpine have made any um, like upgrades or something, but this is this is looking very consistently good. <laughs> so if you can yeah, get he did he in. did very well in qualifying, and obviously it's nice to see him and Alonso in the top ten. Yeah, exactly. I suppose that brings us to the race start, and I'm gonna say I was I was not expecting what happened at all. I really wasn't. <laughs> no. Um, Verstappen made an extremely good start, obviously forcing Hamilton to give up his pole position um, in turn one, which was pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like with, especially with a track like this, where it's hard, it's it's harder to overtake. Um, if Hamilton had got away, then the chances are that no one was going to catch him up and it would have been a pretty straightforward, boring, just get to the finish. But the fact, yeah, Verstappen got in there quick, at least gave us a bit more hope that Spain would be interesting race because sometimes it can be on the more boring side mm. and Leclerc as well passing Bottas at turn three for third place I think Ferrari are just up in the game and they're showing that they are they can be one of the top teams again yeah exactly I I'd almost at the beginning of the season um you probably hear in the in the earlier podcast that we've done this season that I, I kind of assumed Ferrari were going to be kind of where they were last year they were going to be in the midfield but they weren't going to be anywhere near but the last few races especially Leclerc has been very high up and Sainz hasn't been far behind so that is pretty impressive to see that they've managed to claw their way back up and I think yeah that's just not good for Bottas at all <laughs> yeah, definitely getting past that early bit, on he should be a bit worried there about that um two other people who had some pretty pretty good starts were Ricardo and Schumacher yeah, that was that was really nice to see. I mean, yeah, for um, Ricardo to put in a good qualifying session, which he hasn't obviously didn't do last um, last time, and so it's it was a huge benefit for him to get in there early. And that, I feel like the start is the best place to try and make up between that and a safety car. It's the best time to make up places in a short period of time. And yeah, so did Schumacher. I thought it was, it's good to see them both taking advantage of of an opportunity there. Yeah, definitely. Someone who, though, didn't really have that good of a start and not really had that good of a weekend, like we've already said, is Sonoda. His car engine just sort of turned itself off, which I can imagine being quite scary in that in that position. When I was watching on telly, he um, was actually climbing out as all the cars were going past. And I just thought, that's such a weird feeling, because obviously when you see on TV, it doesn't seem that fast. But if you're just standing stationary and all those cars are going past, even under safety car, that is going to be pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't think I would like to be in that position at all, to um, be having them going past that fast while I'm like stood still. It's just, oh, gives, <laughs> gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, that that obviously led to a, a full safety car, which obviously well, it stopped Sapping getting away, and it completely just squashed the pack and... I suppose safety car is the perfect opportunity to get some pit stops in if they go well. <laughs> yeah, that's a massive if. Um, Giovinazzi's pit stop was honestly well, 35 seconds. Yeah, it was 35 seconds, but I, when I initially watched it, I was like, what are they doing? That's so stupid. But then when I actually realised what happened is one of the... Um, pit crew worked out that one of the tyres was had a puncture in and that's obviously extremely hard to do so I don't know how a puncture tyre ended up 
in <laughs> a race set anyway. But the fact that the when the pit crew actually worked out that it was punctured before we went on the car and sent him off because that could have come well. It although the thirty five seconds pit stop did mess up his race a little bit, it would have been a hell of a lot worse if he'd gone out with a puncture. So I think fair play to the, him being able to suss that out before we actually put it on on the car. Yeah. I really don't really have much to say about it. Like, it, it's frustrating I, to watch, isn't it? Seeing a yeah, pit stop go on for that long. Yeah, I don't understand how, like you say, how a punctured tire ended up in the um, what's it called, the tire rack for his car. But yeah, incredibly frustrating to watch, and I can I can almost guarantee he would have been incredibly frustrated in the car as well because that is a long time to be sat there while you're hearing the other cars driving past you yeah exactly but um as yeah safety car came to the end I think Verstappen played it quite well in his restart because I think it was hard with the track it's you obviously got that really really long straight and if you've got to time it right because if you'd let him go if they went in the straight then obviously Hamilton can fully benefit from the slipstream and that's so I think he played it quite well of doing it you know just I think it was just before the corner so yeah he played that quite well and obviously you have to be quite experienced I think to really get good at restarts from a safety car so yeah he definitely used his knowledge to his advantage. Yeah I think in general he he is just pretty good at um, restarts so yeah he did incredibly well to do the restart that he did so yeah. Yeah, uh, so talking about starts, uh, <laughs> rewind back to the beginning. We just, I think, just after the restart, we found out that um, Gasly was getting a five second uh, penalty um, for starting. I think his starting position, his wheel was well, well too far forward. Oh, yeah. It was so, so far too far forward. And it's obviously it's difficult to gauge when you go in that fast in one of those cars but at the same time they practice these things like all the time they literally in free practice they do the practice starts and stuff so I, just... I think it's annoying it's annoying to get a five second penalty on pretty much a technicality that wouldn't really have advantaged anything anyway because he probably gained about 0.001 second from being positioned that little bit further but obviously he got five whole seconds so that's I think that's just frustrating more than anything that is is such a little technicality yeah definitely and um I saw he posted on his Instagram just before and he he was really quite upset with himself I'll read you what it says <laughs> p10 p10 today upset with myself for a silly five second penalty I've always tried to gain every centimetre and today was too much so yeah he he knows where he's gone wrong and I think the only thing he can do from that is just learn from it yeah I think we all know it wasn't malicious at all and he wasn't intentionally doing that <laughs> no but yeah sad to see but it has to be done I guess yeah exactly so lap 18 race is going pretty smoothly I would say by this point everything's going all right and then we hear Hamilton's um rear tire is blistering yeah I feel like with Hamilton because he, he's always 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 talking about his tires on the radio. I'm sure he talks about other stuff but we only hear on tv the bits about his tires it always it seems like he's always going on and on about his tires so I feel like 
his team kind of almost tune out. They like go, oh, okay, yeah. And there's there was so many points been like, oh, I don't think I'll make it to the end of these tires. And they're like, oh well, Verstappen's are going to be worse. So I think <laughs> it could, his team's almost switched up a little bit when he complains about tires. But I guess in instances like um, Silverstone last year when he um, obviously got him and I think Bottas got a puncture. So obviously it's hard to know when he's just blabbing about tires and when he's actually like, I need to come off these tires. So I think with a race like this where like pit strategy is so so important it's really really hard for the team and the driver to judge what is going to be best and like how to look after your tires properly and when to you know strategically do things in that way yeah definitely talking of pits Verstappen's first pit in lap 24 4.2 seconds because I don't know if you saw it in the in the replay but they just weren't re- there ready on time. And then the rear tyre got jammed and it just won't come off. That's weird because um, Red Bull are usually very, very good. I think between them and Williams, they are the best at um, pit stops. So, yeah, it was, it was unfortunate to see that they, they messed up, especially where every second was so, so crucial. But the fact that they they didn't spend 35 seconds <laughs> trying to get it on, 4.2 is long, but in the grand scheme of things there has been a lot worse pit stops so unfortunate but not the worst yeah I mean I think the decision for him to box was a very late decision which is why which I think would be the only reason why that excusable reason anyways for them not to be ready um but yeah it it was very a very crucial moment of the race and obviously 4.2 seconds just is too long for him at that point so yeah yeah and I think I'm guessing that late call was them um the rebel strategist deciding between either a one-stop or a two-stop and and I think unfortunately they judged that one wrong where the two-stop was the winning strategy in the end but again you you've got to take risks sometimes sometimes they don't pay off but yeah I think I think that we can always pinpoint that as the bit where it kind of turned a little bit towards Hamilton's favour yeah definitely and speaking of Hamilton he stayed out a lot longer than we thought he would on those tyres for that two-stop strategy I think it wasn't he wasn't out for that long but I think it was a good like four or five laps which at the end of the day when you've got um, mediums on that can can be the the edge between overtaking someone or or defending or someone that kind of thing so yeah so then we get to about 15 laps to go. Verstappen is nine seconds clear of Bottas, who was in second place at this point, and Hamilton is a further two seconds back. Like, that's a pretty decent gap. Bottas didn't exactly have the best race, I wouldn't say, um, especially when it came to the point where the team basically told him not to hold up Hamilton and to let Hamilton get past yeah, it was weird because it's hard to tell with the camera angles, but it looked like Hamilton had to do a proper overtake on him and Bottas was, I, I don't think he was like fully defending, but he definitely wasn't moving out of the way. And I feel like in that's because I know there's this whole thing where Bottas is like, I'm not going to get out of the way of Hamilton anymore. Um, Like you can't always put him first, which I understand. But when your teammate has like fairly like fresh new tyres and is in a content you know to win I I think from a team perspective and normal or in a common sense perspective you 
you're just going to be holding he's going to overtake you at some point and I think he was just doing that purely out of principality and I, I can understand how frustrating must be for Bottas having to in the past where he's always had to get out of the way for Hamilton but like in that situation where he's clearly going to overtake you anyway and it's going to hold you up by you know trying to defend against him when obviously he's going to overtake anyway I think that was a bit of a poor judgment from him and I'm Toto's probably going to give him a, a bollocking <laughs> after the race yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have a, get a bollocking off Toto. Obviously, because like you say, um, Hamilton was on the newer tyres. He was faster. He had a better tyre management strategy there. But then after Bottas ignored the team orders and then Hamilton had to overtake him, he pitted. <laughs> like... So it was all, it was all for nothing. <laughs> literally, it was all for nothing. Yeah, and I suppose as as that was going on, there was a, a lot of congestion around the 11th to 14th kind of area. There was definitely a, a DRS train starting to form. And obviously, I think the safety car towards the beginning didn't help that because obviously it rebunches everyone together and it stops people from getting away. And then when people are pitting around the same time, when people come out, they all kind of bunch up. And that's A, annoying for them because whenever you DRS in a DRS train, you never seem to get anywhere and the person at the front usually loses out big time and I think we definitely saw that with Russell he was I think P um, P11 and he just plummeted straight <laughs> down past about all of them to about I think either 15th or 16th which is obviously unfortunate because <laughs> to be that close to a point I know he was still a little wave off from finishing but was in reaching distance um, but yeah and that's obviously frustrating as well if you're trying to with blue flags and that if there's four maybe even five cars that close to each other it's going to hold you up trying to get around them all as they all eventually get out your way so I think compact DRS trains is not good for anybody involved at all really yeah no definitely not I mean it was frustrating for Russell um and it also made Hamilton's last pit like very crucial like the time very crucial like he had to make sure he was out before that pit that um DRS train yeah, so that um that final pit Hamilton did, I think a it took everyone by surprise. I think a little bit, but it was definitely the most crucial part. And yeah, like you said, getting getting in front of people as well. The last thing you need to be is held up, especially with fresh new tires. You want to be making the most out of your tires when they're at their best. So yeah, but I think he played it pretty well. But I think that leads us on to the um the little um FI radio thing him and uh that Toto and them had. <laughs> Yeah, that was, I wasn't expecting to um, hear that. Like, I wasn't expecting to see Toto talking to race control during the race. Yeah, actually broadcast on TV. That's, I think, your first or the first I've heard, at least, anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see more of that. Like, that was kind of interesting to see. Yeah, so, um, yeah, as we know, the radio was actually about Mazepin not getting out of the way and it basically ignoring blue flags again. Again. I can't, I, I want to say it's a recurring theme, but it, it literally pretty much every, it happened pretty much in Q1 and then the last race and potentially even the race before that. I don't, can't remember, but one is two times too many. So to be doing it that consecutively, he must be such a ball late for, for Haas. I think for them to try and, you know, just <laughs> get through the season. Hopefully, well, I, I don't know. Actually, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go on another mass pin rant. Let's let's. 
basically <laughs> not again <laughs> annoying and we're going to move on because I, ca I can't be asked to spend another 10 minutes bitching about <laughs> I swear we have a mouse pin rant in every single episode keeps giving us reason to like if he if he actually just drove and didn't a spin or b do something and that the FIA have to reprimand him for then <laughs> we would not do something stupid every single time yeah exactly we wouldn't have anything to rant about but he just <laughs> honestly don't talk about that boy to me <laughs> moving on swiftly <laughs> <laughs> very swiftly let's talk about Hamilton's overtake of Verstappen in lap, lap 60 that was the pinnacle moment of the race I think and that's when we realized yep Hamilton's gonna take this one yeah, I think it was. I think it was kind of almost inevitable. You could see because obviously Max was on, I think, very old mediums, and Hamilton was just making up second by second by second constantly. And I think when at the time where I got to Hamilton overtaking Max, it um, he couldn't really defend himself. There was literally no, I don't. Yeah, his tires were pretty much done. I think he was done having being in like complete race mode all the way up until lap sixty. He must have been tired and was thought it was inevitable he, he gave it his all but obviously you can't defend against someone with that newer tires so yeah it was it was just inevitable unfortunately I mean he got second which is still pretty incredible so yeah <laughs> I mean yeah not a complete failure but it's a shame when you're in p1 for so long and then it just the last few laps it gets taken away from you mm. although saying that he did get fastest lap though yeah, I think that's a reoccurring theme. When as soon as he realizes it's all lost, Hamilton, you know, whack on some softs and get yourself fast at that. <laughs> yeah. So let's just quickly talk about this because I know you're not the happiest <laughs> about this. But driver of the day, Hamilton getting driver of the day. It, well, it was a close one. I think when they showed the stats, it was like. 18 I think at the time um Verstappen was ahead it was like 18 percent um Verstappen 17 percent Hamilton and I'm just thinking well yes Hamilton won he did a good job but at the end of the day he got he was in he was in pole and got overtaken straight away and I feel like although he he was he was driving very well and you know being aware of his tires as we all were as he was radioing about it every two seconds but <laughs> um, but I think the majority of his win came down to the strategy that the team chose for him I mean obviously he's a good driver but I don't think he pulled anything special out of the bag today but I feel like Verstappen doing that incredible start and being on a lot older tyres and basically I feel like he gave it a hell of a lot more in that sense I think that's just my opinion um, I think yeah they both deserve to be first second drivers but I think Verstappen just was that just a little bit better today yeah, definitely. I agree. Verstappen, I think, should have got drive of the day. He did incredibly well. And obviously, like you say, Hamilton didn't sort of really pull out many sort of incredible tricks. Hamilton just did his sort of normal performance, whereas Verstappen was just that one one step higher, I reckon. Yeah. And yeah, no, I agree. Um, I mean, looking at the race results... Um, so yeah, I think Verstappen should have got drive of the day, but I, I feel like looking at how everyone finished, I mean, Ricardo came in sixth. Again, we love to see that. We hopefully he can carry this trend on um, and prove that he's now 
a bit more comfortable in his car. And obviously, Perez as well. He was he started in, in P8 and got back up to um, P5. I mean, in a Red Bull, we shouldn't really have been down in P8 anyway, but at least he didn't go backwards. Like, yeah, at least he didn't go backwards. <laughs> but yeah, again, I think everyone finished where they earned, apart from Verstappen, I think everyone finished where they earned to be, in a way. Yeah, definitely. Um, just one other person that I feel like we just haven't talked about much, um, Leclerc, and probably Sainz as well, actually. They did pretty well to get to where they ended up. Like, Leclerc finished P4, so... Yeah, I, f- I feel really bad. I feel like I'm always glossing over Ferrari. And Leclerc has been putting in some amazing performances, and I'm just like, yeah, Verstappen, Hamilton, <laughs> literally Leclerc's pretty much next to the podium. Like I'm, I feel like I'm completely ignoring him, and I don't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> I really do like his driver. <laughs> yeah. So that is everything for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Thank you. And make sure you um, subscribe to us on Spotify and follow our Instagram account at the F1 Girls. So see you next week. And and subscribe on YouTube. (laughs) And subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to everything. (laughs) Follow everything, please. (laughs) (laughs) Speak to you guys next week. Bye.